Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. 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 Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in, in New, New York, York City. City. I am Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. And welcome to Drama. Yes, here we go. It's it, been, it truly has been a while since we recorded. I know. So, before Thanksgiving. And now today we sat down and I'm like, how do you even do this? I know. I'm like, what's <laughs> happening? But it's so great. So much has been going on. Dylan, tell me the Golden Globes nomination. I think that that's the most pressing thing right now. I, know. I don't know if our guest is all up on film and television, but we need to just go off for a second. It's the best awards show other than the, the Tonys. I agree. It's just so much fun. It's very relaxed. As much as I've learned in recent years, the HFPA. Yes, yes. The Hollywood Foreign Press, Press Association. Association. Yes, yes, God. God. <laughs> they... They are really specific about trying to make it a fun show and get the good ratings, and that's why the nominees are often um, like celebrities, the really big celebrities. Yeah, like this is no shade to Lady Gaga a couple years ago during American Horror Story, but she won the Golden Globe that year, and they yes. wanted they wanted Lady Gaga. At their and they do show. like to. F- I think they like to find like the new show, like the new thing that like you're not going to see shows that have been running for ten seasons necessarily getting awards. Yeah, when's like, the last time Grey's Anatomy was nominated? I know. I think Sandra O oh won a Golden Globe for Grey's. I might be making this up. Deservedly I'm so in 2004. I know. And then she won last year for Killing Eve and was not nominated for Killing Eve this year. Okay. But Jodie Comer was. That's drama. That, that's a show that I don't watch. I do watch it. Loved season one. Season two is all right. But great performances. It's really good. Now, there is a snub that yeah, I have, let's, I have let's to just, mention. Since there's so much we could cover I know. We'll with talk that. like a few things. Yeah. Um. I will say my wild card snub was that Chris Evans was not nominated for Knives Out, which I thought was a fun performance. And I'm a little bit surprised just because I feel like he is like a fun, hot celebrity. I wonder if he's ever gotten a Golden Globe nomination. No, no yeah. No. The, sw- the, sweaters, the sweaters didn't win everyone know, over. He was also so hot in that movie. It was fun to see him play a bad guy. <laughs> I know. That's gr- Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I thought it was interesting just the lack of nominations maybe, or, you know, there's the best musical or comedy category yes the only musical type movie that was nominated was rocket man oh was taron taron edgerton, edgerton was nominated okay. and so was this new song they added in oh an, yeah. an elton original an elton original which i wouldn't have been able to pick out of the of the batch. Oh, okay because i guess knives out would have been a comedy you know what my biggest snub is lupita nyong'o not getting nominated for us oh she was incredible um you know you talk about like transformative performances like you know joaquin phoenix he's getting so much buzz about joker and um you know our guest is in agreement we're all my eyes are, are, eyes are aligned and then you know <laughs> renee zellweger is getting like huge press for her transformative performance in Judy but I think like the most you know quote unquote transformative performance was Lupita Nyong'o she played literally two roles in Us which I don't think is a spoiler to say now everyone's it was last March it was unbelievable her performance oh it was so scary she's so great so great she was amazing you know it's it's weird I thought that horror might kind of creep back in to the awards after um, get Out a few years ago, but they didn't. The I would say the closest thing to a horror slash suspense film this year that is nominated. Well, I don't even know if it's horror, but Parasite. Oh, oh, yeah. Did you see Parasite? I feel Parasite. like it was almost yeah. genreless in a lot it, of ways. It was. I knew nothing about it going in. I loved. It. Yeah, it was great. Wait, I just thought of a fun fact that I'm pretty sure is true. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
this it's not a it's not a fun fact though it's like a it's an upsetting fact but an actress of color who's won an oscar has never been nominated again except for octavia spencer oh that's sad yeah does that track i think that might i'm trying to think in my head because my mind immediately goes to ms viola davis yes she has not been nominated since fences okay lupita won for 12 years a slave has not been nominated again this is oscars we're talking what about ms halle berry <laughs> well, Miss <laughs> Barry, she Catwoman. <laughs> she hasn't really. Yeah, I think it won a Razzie. That's certainly a mm-hmm. an Oscar that was given. Anyway, so so go- <laughs> I know, but that's a sad fact. We'll have to fact check it. But I'm pretty sure it's true. It's sad. I mean, yeah. I don't. That doesn't stand for Golden Globes. But. Okay. Yeah, going back to the Globes, I would say the only thing that I want to mention before we move on is I know we even like Cats. The much buzzed about Cats movie only got one nomination, which it was screened for the the voters, and it was only nominated for original song. Taylor Swift was nominated with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Interesting. I thought I read that Cats was like missing the deadline. They then held certain screenings, to my knowledge. So I'm still very curious to see the movie. Everyone has an opinion on Cats, but I know. Speaking of, I think it's I think it's honestly, aside from my most anticipated film of the year, Little Women, I think that (laughs) Cats is also something I'm excited about. It feels like an event in a way. Yeah, like, it does. You know, I don't know other movies that people are all like super curious about, and I think that's certainly one of them. And then the Little course, Women. Oh my God, I, yeah. I have to talk about it. I wanted to win every award, and I haven't seen it yet. But I stand Greta Gerwig, um, Saoirse Ronan, Florence Pugh, who's a star, um, Timothy Chalamet. I mean, come on. Yeah, and that, that's it's worth noting too that like the lack of female director nomination, like it's been said, Not it's been said one. over and over again. But we will keep saying it until it isn't fixed. I know it's insane. And you'd think that Greta would have been nominated, perhaps even because of the buzz that happened last time. Remember, Natalie Natalie Portman was like all the, the all male director, yes. um, and then Greta was nominated for an Oscar for Lady mm-hmm. Bird. Arguably, the buzz from the whole snub might have encouraged people to be like, "Oh wait, I know." But hey, I know. Anyway, this is very like inside awards baseball. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's that time of the year. It's that time I of the know. year. So, anyways, okay. So, going oh. back to Cats, yes. we're talking Speaking about an, of iconic an event, trailers. An iconic trailer. A new trailer dropped today for a movie that is going to be the event of summer 2020. <gasps> In the Heights. Oh my God! It it was like movie musical done right. It we'll probably talk about it with our guest because he's nodding in agreement. It was stunning. The fact that I felt like every moment, every time the camera cut or something happened, it was to to the beat. Oh, so it was good, so good. The the musical is a top ten one for us. I had full chills the whole time. Mm. I mean. It's gonna be amazing when Olga Meredith turned around. I know. I can't even talk. And about you hear it. her that iconic voice. Oh, I know. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so. Is she the only Broadway to screen carryover other than Lynn from the original cast? I think I don't know. I, that would be something we'd have to look up. I know. But, anyway, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna, gonna be, so be so good. I can't be so wait. Amazing. I can't wait. We'll All probably right. talk more about it and watch the trailer over and over again. I know. As we head in. Dylan, it's time. It's time. We need to bring in our guest. He's been sitting here wanting to jump in at many times. I can (laughs) feel it. And this is a dream guest, I will say. Truly. Before we go into this. Like 14-year-old Dylan and Connor are shaking. They're gagged. They don't believe this. I know. All right, here we go. So our guest today is one of the most sought-out, respected, and thirsted-after Broadway stars and has been for more than the last decade. After debuting in the iconic original production of Spring Awakening, he subsequently starred in Broadway productions of Bye Bye Birdie, War Horse, The Book of Mormon, and 
we're all excited that he's going to be slaying in the upcoming revival of Company opposite Ms. Patty Lupone and Katrina Lank. Yes, God! Yes. <laughs> he's also been seen in the Barrow Street Sweeney Todd, A Clockwork Orange, Jasper in Deadland, West Side Story, The Heart of Rock and Roll, and so much more. He iconically sang the role of Peter in the recording of Bear, a pop opera, a special one for me, (laughs) has released multiple EPs and a solo album called Uncontrolled, which we'd supported financially way back in the day. We did. We did, we did. Fans might also know him as Jonathan, Eric Vander Woodson's (laughs) twink boyfriend on Gossip Girl, or as being the creator of the webcomic Dents. Please welcome to drama, Matt, Matt Doyle. Doyle. Oh my God, I wanted to jump in so many times there. I was like, but I haven't been introduced yet. Um, <laughs> We're very strict. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, you guys, thank so you so excited. much for having me. What an introduction. I'm my overwhelmed. My legs are shaking. Oh my God. I know. I'm being crazy. <laughs> no, we're so glad to have you, I'm Matt. so happy to be oh, here. This, are you this kidding? Is, this is really cool for us. Yeah, this is unbelievable. Thank you, you guys. Yes. Oh yeah. Did well, you're she... helping us launch this thing. So we, yes. we're only been running for a couple of weeks and this is going to be a big one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited. I love that you guys are doing this, and I yeah. love the whole idea, and here we are. Here we are. Wait, Thank did you. you watch the In the Heights trailer? I did. I watched it today, like, maybe 25 <laughs> times. <laughs> I'm not even joking. And text everyone that I knew about yes. it. Um, yes. Paul Wontorek, who's at Broadway.com, and I were texting back and forth about it nonstop. He and, is an icon. Oh, I love him so much. His and hair. We, yes, his hair is iconic. Of course <laughs> it is. I Every time, he's a dear friend, and every time I, like, go out with him or see a show with him or something all I have to do is just like look for the hair yeah, <laughs> and he's tall as yes well. <laughs> he is very tall and I'm just like where is he where's the freaking hair <laughs> uh, but we were both just like dying over it, it was I mean beautiful. it looks perfect mm-hmm. it, it really does. does yeah they nailed it yeah yeah and Anthony looks incredible in this. He's so good. He's so, so talented, and he I'm is. so excited to see him we do actually, this. Now I'm randomly like horny for Usnavi. Anyway, yeah. just, like, <laughs> we, we actually like, anyway. is like a gift or something. We got to see him do Usnavi in the um, Kennedy, Kennedy Center. Center production. You did? Oh, right. Yes, of course. Because we love, you know, Vanessa Hudgens. It's yeah, much, yeah. much <laughs> noted on this podcast. But She's she was so there. good. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. She was good. The whole cast was good. Yeah. Anthony I heard was that amazing. production was in incredible. Yeah. It was it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. I forgot that he did it there. Yes, he did. Was he was like a last minute step in or, may, or they maybe cast him later or yeah. something like that. Oh, yeah. but he's going to be perfect in the movie. Um, fans have noticed on Twitter that he's not wearing the the iconic hat right. throughout much of the trailer. Yeah. So oh, you're right. Yeah, That's the yeah, only yeah, thing yeah. that well, maybe we'll see what happens there. I know. And I love, I, I think there's like a new framing device with him telling the story yes. on a beach and like, yes. why is he on the beach? I'm assuming that it's Puerto Rico and like, <gasps> Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. wait. Oh yeah. did, you obviously were on Broadway when In the Heights was on Broadway. Did you, did you get to see the original cast? Yes, okay, absolutely. Okay. Because when uh, Spring Awakening was off-Broadway, In the Heights had just kind of opened up off-Broadway as well. Okay. And In the Heights actually almost ended up in the same season as Spring Awakening, which would have been oh. insane. Yeah, And they ended up waiting and uh, going the next season. Yes. And thank God, because yeah. I think that would have been like the showdown of the century. I'm Literally. not sure actually what would have won I had no idea that it almost came in early yeah because it, it was in the heights versus passing strange that right, next year right and, and it was uh, spring awakening versus well I mean it was already a crazy season yeah legally blonde we had Mary legally Poppins. blonde we had the the gay gardens was there yes. Yes. yeah yeah oh my gosh it was a fun season but I 
yeah, we we joked about it then. Like, thank God, in the Heights didn't come in because it would have been way. It would have been a, a battle oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Wow, two phenomena. I know. Right. I know. In the Heights was unbelievable, and your past guest, Krista Rodriguez, <laughs> yes. jumped from Spring Awakening to In the Heights, and she. Right. I remember her talking about like, I can't believe like who gets to be a part of these mm-hmm. like like earth shattering show changing Broadway yeah. changing shows. Yeah. That's, that's so crazy. I know. And just like two in a row like that. We were all very jealous of and Krista like, that year. Let's, let's jump right into Spring Awakening. Yeah. Because this was, you made your Broadway yeah. debut. How old were you? I was though? 19 when I got the job okay. offer. Yeah. What? 19 years old. What did you know. even sing for that audition? Because like, was, it was, you were you know, a first replacement. I was. I Well, I was actually added into the original company. Okay. So, oh, yeah, they decided that they needed an offstage cover um, specifically for Jonathan Groff because okay. they just had these swings that were doing way too much. So mm-hmm. they wanted somebody to come in and just focus on being Melchior's cover. Okay. I did obviously learn everyone else, but like when I came in, it was learn Groff's role. You are the Melchior cover. Okay. So I was added in about like two months after they opened and I had been auditioning for, for it for about a year at oh that my point. God. Yeah. So I didn't get the original Broadway company. Obviously, luckily they gave it to Robbie Hager, who was up for like the off Broadway company originally. And he'd okay. been auditioning for it even longer than I had. So like it was his time to go in and then they were like, we're undercovered. We need, we need another one. So they, they added me into the company, which was unbelievable. Wow. But I didn't, I, I mean, it was like on my radar, but not really. I was ready to go back to school. I had kind of like taken the summer and some time there and I decided not to go to university. I was supposed to go to Carnegie Mellon, but I didn't. <gasps> Drama. I, I did know. not know that. I knew I did. you went to Lambda yeah. for a year. I went year. to Lambda for a year. Came back here. They offered me two more years. And so I was just like, and they said, you can come whenever you want. And I was like, well... I don't want to go to university and do the four-year experience. Um, I had gone to a graduate program, so it was just very odd to go from, like, literally my classmates in London were as old as, I think our oldest was 47. Oh, wow. So it was like, I don't know how to to make that gear shift. Like, living in London with Parisians and people from Iceland, and, like, I was the youngest in my program, and the next up was, like, 25. Oh, wow. And so then to just, like, jump back into <laughs> like the 18 year old like university experience yeah. I was like I can't so yeah. I said no to that and decided to stay in the city and I was like ready to go back and it was the last open call that I was gonna like attend and sat on the non-equity benches for like nine hours oh, finally wow. got seen <laughs> and then went through about seven months I said a year but it was just seven months of callbacks and um, finally got a call that I was being added into the company. And the call, this is like, you, this is tracked in this yeah. video that yeah. Connor and I would watch you and it was Alexander Socha talking about what it's like. Yes. Oh my God. I remember that, Dylan. I remember that video. What was that on? It was on Broadway World. Either Broadway oh World God. or I don't maybe know. Broadway.com. Wait, as you're talking about it, I think I remember it. Wasn't I it just do, like the two It was of just you? the two of us because yeah. we had just, she had just been added in mm-hmm. at that point. And so we were like the main covers at that yes. point. That's so funny. You guys funny. are just sitting there talking about it and you got the long hair. Whoa. And you're like, I was, I was, you were like at a commercial. Like, I was, yeah. I was a production assistant. I've told this, I feel like this is like the story that I've told my entire career and will until I die. <laughs> um, I was a production assistant for a Dawn soap commercial and uh, my dad had helped get me that job because he's in advertising and I was Love the it. worst PA ever, <laughs> like ever. I was so bad at my job and uh, they were telling me, you know, to like 
go get coffee and hold the monitor and everything. And I remember the director was such a jerk and was like, so what do you, he didn't like me at all. I, I, I was a mess. I was clearly someone's son. Like, <laughs> it was like, why is this kid here? And I remember him looking at me and he was so full of himself. Like, just like decked to the nines with expensive clothing and like this Cartier watch and everything. I was like looking him up and down like, ew, you think you're so important and you're not. And he looked at me and he was like, oh, you're an actor. And he said to my face in that moment, have you seen the show Spring Awakening? Oh, He goes, I just saw it the other night. Those kids are talented. (gasps) And I spat out, yes, in fact, I've been up for the show um, but you know uh, I haven't you know heard anything in a while <laughs> and like I just looked like the biggest idiot like oh. trying to prove that I was legitimate yeah and I think he thought I was lying because an hour later I got a phone call on the set saying that I got the job <laughs> and I just like walked back onto the set everyone was looking for me and I looked at him and I was like I just got my first Broadway show and he was like you're kidding me <laughs> and I was like yeah I, I, I booked Spring Awakening and he was like alright just go home I'm still to this day not sure he believed me like uh-huh. I think he might have been like uh, get so this tour he didn't show like, up at the stage door yeah exactly <laughs> but I wow. yeah and so I just like started crying. Left. Your life changed. Yeah, it was a blizzard that day, so I remember like stomping through the snow after I left right. and like calling. Were you, and you everyone. were living in Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, calling everyone on my like razor phone or whatever oh I had. Oh my god, yeah. that tracks. That sounds right. Yeah. Two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah. Six or seven. Yeah. <gasps> How I exciting! Know. I know. It was so great. It was wild. Was it yeah. a good experience? Uh, yeah. And no, yeah, I think even Michael would be like, yeah, that, that tracks, you know, <laughs> if I said that to Michael Mayer. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't. I learned a lot, but I've always said this, and I, I think everyone's very comfortable admitting this. I think Krista, too. We were all m- monsters, you know? Like, <laughs> we were just, like, kids thrust into this phenomenon yeah. and what felt like the biggest phenomenon ever because Broadway hadn't had a musical like that in a while that yeah. was, like, literally flipping everything on its head. And uh, so the egos across the board were kind of crazy. Sure. Um, Mine included. I think I started and I was just a nervous wreck trying to impress everyone and swept up in all of it and just kind of like, I mean, three months after getting that job offer, I was on the Tony Awards with all of them. And just like, and they were also before I even went to work, I was fans of everyone. Do you remember the Gap ad with everyone? Yes. And I remember like the controversy of the swings not being included in that Uh, ad. So like there was always just very childish drama Mm. backstage that you don't have that business perspective as a kid. Like obviously the swings were not going to be included in that (laughs) ad. But you know, when you're 19 or, you know, as young as 15, which was Jen's age, There was just very silly drama backstage Mm -hmm. always and egos backstage. So we called it Eugene O'Neill High because it just (laughs) was high school. It literally crossed the board. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. Could half the cast even drink? Uh, No, and we did. So like it was, (laughs) yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) Just the underage drinking. Yeah, it it was college. It was high school. Mm -hmm. It was, and none of us, I didn't have a college experience. So I didn't get those awkward Mm -hmm. years. Everyone looks back on high school or college and has those years where they go like, Ooh, I can't believe I did that. Uh Or, oh my gosh, there are people out there that remember the worst about me. We were living that in a professional setting, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was just very, it was bizarre. It's bizarre to think back on. And I don't say that with like uh, negative feelings towards 
anyone, including myself. It's just like we all had to grow up with the highest stakes imaginable yeah. and in the strangest setting imaginable. Yeah. And luckily, what I will say is everyone kind of came out of that experience very unscathed and relatively sane considering. You know, I think yeah. we've all been through it. But like mm-hmm. you think about all of us like we're all still working that original group still it's it's insane it's crazy we're all still working and we also all are very close like if i saw anyone from that original group um not that i like keep in touch with everyone nonstop, but like if we see each other Mm -hmm. there it's it's something that i haven't experienced with any other group of like oh we were there and Aww. and we've also all had our like come to Jesus moment with each other of like, hey, I'm sorry I did that, you know. And yeah. it's like, well, that's so stupid. That was years ago, but yeah, it, it was it was drama. There was <laughs> <That's> drama. <laughs> it there was drama. always always drama at the Eugene O'Neill. Wow. Oh my god, and it's, is... it was always so stupid. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I... I'm I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, just children thrust into like, and also then to go through the second year experience where everyone was leaving for Glee, right? You know, right. or TV shows. <laughs> Yeah. or it was just so bizarre and then there was the new cast and the new in. cast and mm-hmm. I was like I was left over but I didn't take over for Melky or I took over for Hanshin that Hanshin. was drama we were the guilty yeah. us guilty ones were very upset uh, I know they were it wasn't a full time Matt Keor I mean it was so silly I like <laughs> yeah. I was so looking back of course like even just a year out from it I was like I cannot believe that I was even caught up in any of that drama to begin with because I still took over a principal role yeah, on Broadway yeah. and it was like how could I even Whatever, it's yeah. fine. But you know, but it was strange because Sosha got bumped up to yes. Venla, and Gerard was Moritz, and I was like, oh, yeah. "Well, I guess I'm just haunching as if that's a bad thing." <laughs> right. right. Um, well, the story was they brought in Kyle Riabko. They did bring in Kyle Riabko because they wanted to train him for, for the, the tour, tour. Mm-hmm. and then uh, they needed you know what was told to me and who knows but what they needed a name of sorts and so they ended up with hunter Parrish from weeds who actually had the loveliest voice in the world oh Oh, yeah beautiful voice. i remember hearing his left behind and being like oh my god i know he sings on he was in the godspell revival yeah and he has this beauty if you listen to it it's like singing beautiful city yeah yes it's gorgeous it's gorgeous and he was a really lovely guy and uh yeah, we're actually the same exact age, same birthday oh, wow. and everything. <gasps> really? May 13th, 90 to 87. Yeah. Oh. So here was this guy all of a sudden from TV that I was like even sharing my birthday with. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. Um, but no, he's a great guy. And it's all so like amazing to look back on now because I'm very close with Michael Mayer now. I'm close with that cast. And I look back on the experience like it's just one of the most incredible things I was ever involved with um, but yes during the moment it was drama I'm always. sure yeah oh there was always God. drama yeah. we were obsessed we would watch all these like backstage videos There, I remember there was one where you guys all talked about it was like Valentine's Day yeah were you in that one were you in the cast I, at the time I was in the cast at the time but because I wasn't in the principal cast yet they didn't include me oh. in that I'm not a, I, it's alright <laughs> <laughs> I mean they were like all like it was very candid oh yeah you know, I know Awakening also happened right before for social media was, and it was like everywhere yes so that was where we got our Remy Zakin you know? introduced me to Twitter and it oh was God, in the second whoa. year of Spring Awakening and she was like yeah this thing Twitter and I didn't know what it was okay. because I was out with Blake Daniel um, and Remy and we all saw a movie together and this weird account that there's rumors that like Jen Tepper was running it. I have no idea. <laughs> Jen Tepper, show yeah, yourself. I know. Um, <laughs> this this, so uh, this account 
what was it called? It was um, it, it was like Broadway Gossip Girl. I forget what it was called. Um, oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and it was, yeah, but it was. It was like Broadway Gossip Girl, essentially, and they posted that Blake and I were at a movie together and was wondering if we were dating. Oh. And so Remy showed it to us, and I was like, what is this? And she was like, it's like, Facebook statuses, but that's it. And that's I was right. like, that's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's not going to take off. That's so stupid. Mm-hmm. And here we are in our president tweets mm-hmm. on a like 30 second basis. Right. Right. Yeah. That and is crazy how it I took know. off. I, I know. I know. You know, it sh- do you have that? App yes. Where it shows you? When it like shows you what you didn't have just like yeah. five years ago and you're yeah. like, what is going on? Or how bad your iPhone photos were just oh. like <laughs> even like two years ago. Oh, blurred. That is hilarious. The most yeah. morphed images. Yeah. Oh, well, I, there's so much to digest right now from everything that you just said. I, I need to mention as well that we actually saw you play Melchior not on Broadway. We saw you on Broadway as Hansha. Yeah. But you then came in to the national tour. tour. Wait, this is actually a funny story. We don't talk about this often. Yeah. This was crazy. The national tour was in Cleveland, which is where we grew up. I did up. one night in Cleveland. And, and we, we were saw there. You in it. Shut up. Mm-hmm. We saw you in it because we had bought tickets to see, we saw it like earlier that week. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how we went to this, but they did like a teen masterclass. Yes. And we went on it was like a we like skipped school. We left oh or we left God. school. We left school early. early. Mm-hmm. And Okay, I'm going to try to remember who led this masterclass. It was Christina Alabato. Yes. Still, Still working. working. Yes. Um, and then I'll say the other names. It was it was Ben Moss. Still, Still working. working. Still working. Yep. And then Matt Shingledecker and Gabby Garza. And I remember after it, they were like, um, everyone was walking up to the cast. And they were like, oh, my God. Um, is it true there's a rumor that Matt Doyle's coming in and Kyle Rabka's leaving? And Dylan and I were like, what's happening? And like everyone was oh, like mobbing the my the, God. The and kids. we pulled Matt Shingledecker aside and we're like, you need to tell us. We're like, tell us exactly right now. what's going on. We're like, our mother is waiting in a, in a car outside and oh she's got God. a credit did card. Did I meet you guys there? Because I, I think I staged door there. You did? I'm sure we did. So we did. We did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. But oh we were like, God. we got to see you. So we saw you as Melchior. You were That's wonderful. That's amazing. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. It was just one night? Yeah, no, I just did one night in Cleveland and then I did. Uh, a couple cities after that with them because Kyle had to go away for. S- I forget I think what the, Kyle the story was, doing. was that he did a pilot. I think he did do a pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. remember that pilot. It was like a, a singer songwriter, you know, yes. wannabe Glee pilot. Yes. Sounds like something yes. Kyle would do. Yes. And he went and did that, and they they offered me to even stay on after that, and I okay. decided not to. And then Jake went in. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm gonna go do Bye Bye Birdie, and also I've been doing this for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it was just kind of my breaking. Point. Wait, that's tea. They offered well, it to you. Oh yeah, how, how wild. I'd, yeah, I would like, oh, have done it. Yeah, yeah. Jake Schwartz. Um, <laughs> I got it before you. Heaven forbid I say that. Yeah. Um, wow. No, no. I mean, I had been there, and so they were like, "Do you want to stay on?" And I just kind of, I sent Michael an email and was just like, "I don't think I can do it anymore. I'm yeah. so sorry." Because, you know, you watch that show as well when you're in it. Right. So I had seen Spring Awakening oh, over, yeah. th- over a thousand times at oh that point. Oh, my God. You could probably have said every line. I think so. But now I forget all of it. Like, okay. I, I, Andy Mantis is a good buddy of mine. Yeah. And he was bringing up, like, the choreography that the swings did on the side. I was like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, I only did that over a thousand times. So uh-huh. I, I have no idea. Yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. It was great. Well, you were so good in it. Oh, thank yeah. you, you guys. Yeah, the so impact good. that you had on us, it, it can't be ignored. So thank you. 
Thank you for continuing to be just such a great role model. That's so kind. Because through us knowing you through Spring Awakening, we found Bear. Right. Yes. Yeah. Which we were obsessed with. Oh my God. We got like, it was a CD, but it came in like a DVD. It was a DVD case that I remember. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The case was a disaster. It was. was. But I guess there was a DVD component. There There was, was, which is why they did it that way. It was called Navigate Navigate this Maze, the making of Bear. Mm -hmm. And we forced our friends to watch it with us on a Saturday night. And what's crazy about all of this, we were 15 at the time, fully closeted. I mean, glass uh, closeted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the, the musical is about closeted yes. gay teens. I don't yeah. know if there's other people as well, but no one <laughs> thought no that one's, was weird. No one said to us, are you guys oh, gay? Are you kidding? I have so many of those like mm-hmm. growing up where oh, yeah. I look back and I'm like, you didn't, you, no, you weren't like circling back to that, you know? <laughs> did you, did you were able to like reference those when you came out? Uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, from, for my mom and my uh, and my dad, when I uh, like look back on everything, it was it was kind of just like, well, duh, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, when did you come out? I came out to my mom when I was sixteen, but my father and I, and, and he's fine with me saying this, obviously. I, uh, otherwise, I wouldn't. But my father and I took a long time. My dad sure. um, was very, very conservative and had very conservative values, and. Um, I was publicly out before I finally had the conversation with my dad. Okay. Just because it was too difficult. Mm -hmm. And um, I think there was a lot of disappointment from my friends, especially within the theater community, that I had that kind of like thing at home. Sure. And, uh, you know, my whole family knew, all of my friends knew. I was, I think, I like, I never like, again, social media wasn't around, so I didn't like make a public statement. No one was asking, uh-huh. but sure. like I was comfortable just being gay. You know, yeah. I, I, it wasn't a hang up for me. And uh, I finally sat my dad down when I was 22, I okay. think. So that much longer. Wow. And that's how long my parents just like didn't really discuss it. It was okay. just not not the the house conversation yeah and uh hard. it was and it was really hard at first too admittedly but um my dad works his uh um love in mysterious ways and he actually is in advertising and a really beautiful story is uh about oh gosh maybe a year and a half afterwards we still weren't really talking okay. and uh we did but it wasn't we weren't close and this uh, Tiffany ad campaign had come out and it was the first Tiffany engagement ad that was between two men and I was everyone was talking about it at work at a show I was doing and I was like that's so weird my dad has Tiffany as a campaign so I called him up and I was like did you do this and he was like yeah I was like why didn't you tell me and he was like I didn't want you to think I was proving something and I was like yeah I know it was so beautiful and um, you know I always just say to people Uh, anyone that really struggles with the at-home experience. Um, I had the most liberal mother in the world. She's a flower child from the Berkshires and and a very conservative father. They were madly in love with each other and they still are to this day. I... I have a lot of patience and also a lot of forgiveness for anyone that needs to take their time with it. And I always think back on how much I needed to take my time with it when I was figuring that out mm-hmm. as a kid. So everyone's got their, their process. I don't blame anyone for uh, not immediately being able to just like be there and be ready right. and um, be everything that their kid needs. It's it's hard and confusing. And, it is. 
and the world makes it even harder especially yeah. god think about right now it's just crazy i know, yeah. I, know. Well, I think that's really valuable yeah Thanks everything for sharing you're saying that, man. oh I god know. absolutely i think that's important for people to hear yeah it's true Every, it is a pro identity is such a process for everyone yes you know like and that's why i i hate when people are always like putting sexuality upon celebrities and like they're really or, or like trying to get them to come out or you yeah because everyone is having their own it's their own timeline like, yeah I think about how long it took me like i knew i was gay yeah probably I mean, like 11 or 12 i remember and this is to no fault at all to to gavin but i remember he came out i think he was my age now when he okay. came out with with jonathan right okay and um and that, that was this big Creel, coming yeah. out and jonathan came out as well and it was right. just kind of uh that happened in the broadway community just 10 years ago and now yeah. like i almost feel like it's it's almost an alarming amount of pressure, I think, to put on um, kids now coming straight into the Broadway mm -hmm. community. From the Jimmy Awards. Be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, literally from the Jimmy Awards or from Carnegie Mellon and with all this social media to be like, you have to be as transparent as possible. And it's like, why don't we just let everyone work on their own time? Yes. Because mm. that's brand new. Making everyone like, and I agree. Like, I think it's wonderful to be open. And I, the reason I am open is because I think about the confused kid in Ohio. Ohio or God knows where, mm -hmm. but like, I also find that that pressure that uh, I think comes from maybe within our own community or maybe within just the social media era of like, you need to be totally transparent because <laughs> you have a job as a swing on Broadway. Like, uh -huh. it's just kind of <laughs> sure. just like, everyone has their own process. Give them a break. You yeah. Know? Yeah. God, I'm sure that was also so crazy as like the Spring Awakening cast, yeah. just like the wild hormones. Oh, like, people God. probably like that was probably wild. Drama. That was insane. Yeah. Always, it was always insane. Yeah, yes. I mean, I think this conversation about identity is so yeah valuable. It's wonderful. I do want to take a little detour. From yes, it to absolutely. Ask you else. Are you kidding? Yeah, Matt, are yeah. you well? I am well. I am well. Yeah, yeah. good. Yes. I'm really well right now. I love um, to hear it. But wellness in like, especially, I don't know, in anyone's business, I. I but especially in this absurd uh, Broadway business is a really um, hard thing to define, I mm -hmm. think. But things are really good right now. And I think a lot of that has to do with just like wonderful people in my life and supporting me and lifting me up and making sure that I keep a lot of negativity out of it. But Aww, things are incredible. great. You yeah. also deleted Twitter. So maybe that helps I as well. I did delete Twitter. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. I And every single person in my life was like, you're not going to do it. Like, <laughs> you, I, would, I know. I, you had always I was had avid. thoughts on things. You were really good yeah. on... I always would look to see what you were posting. Oh, I, you're, I, you're missed. I went, I know. But I'm not trying kind. to tempt you back. No, I, <laughs> I, I went a little too far. My opinion, I'm very, very blunt um, and always have been because I just, that, that's just who I am. I'm, I'm loud mouth and, and I, I say everything that's on my mind. And as a result is I can get myself in trouble sometime. And in this absurd, and I really have an issue with it, like cancel culture that we mm. live in right now. I just was like, a, I can't see that negativity as much anymore. It's exhausting uh, to to read every single day. But also, I know that I am one tweet away from destroying my career. <laughs> like, I'm gonna say something, something that's yeah. insensitive somehow. And you know, and I didn't know that. I, and I, I would like a couple. My, when I was really done with Twitter, and I'm sorry if there's any Satanists out there. Um, <laughs> but not I, listening to the drama podcast. I compared. Not to drama. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe though. <laughs> you never know. I know. I guess they've redefined 
Satan. So Satanism is actually like a really positive thing. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But I compared Trump to Satan because in my definition of Satan, it's that, you know, evil guy with devil horns down below. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. uh, I had all these Satanists come after me and tell me that I had offended them and that, you know, I was misusing. I Yeah. I can't. So I was like. I think I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm because for like about two days, I had nothing but Satanists replying to me and mm-hmm. like also retweeting me, and oh, and I was just like, this is this is ridiculous. Like yeah. the world is really like got to take a step back right now. And there's a difference between like. PC culture yeah. and like this idea of like triggering people. And yeah. Everyone's so quick to be awful. Right. As opposed to like explaining something. Right. And that's, be- and so the best I could do was just say back to them, like, because <laughs> I genuinely meant this, like, I, Certainly meant no offense, you right, know. Right, right, yeah. It was just based off of my understanding of the word, but also I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, you're being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like, just go to bed, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think you made a smart decision. Yeah, to delete. I was just like, I got to get off of it because also I'm sure that I was a part of that cancel culture in a lot of aspects too, and I would get very upset about certain things. And uh, but yeah, it's just not worth it. It's not worth the energy and. I will say that it has really helped my mental Ooh. wellness. It really has. I don't know if I could ever delete. I know. Oh. Are you kidding? I was so addicted. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still will look at it occasionally through the website, but I don't even have the app on my phone. But okay, I'll, I'll go great. to it if I'm like trying to, because I used to have favorites that I would follow. So if I yeah. wanted to see so-and-so's opinion on something that was happening. Right. Like, I mean, we're in the middle of an impeachment trial, so right. I've been very curious lately. Like, yeah. But uh, I don't have the app. In fact, I was out with a buddy of mine the other night and he saw me doing the website and he was like oh my god uh, you you seriously don't have the app I was like I don't I don't that's great yeah, yeah. but you've, so you've been able to like focus your attention on your incredible Instagram yes yes with your cute dogs I know I do stories a lot I need to post more I could just feel like there's not I, there will be a lot going on soon and right yes. now I'm just like I think I wa- tonight they put up the company marquee and oh. so I like I got some pictures okay you good you walk yeah, by yeah. you walk past and everything I can't believe yeah. Yeah, we so have exciting. to talk about company. I, oh my god! Can you believe? I can't. This is so exciting. Yeah, it was really wild. The whole thing was just. Can nuts. you? Are you? How much are you allowed to say? Like, when did it come oh into god. your life? Because I remember so a year I've ago, known since July. Oh, okay. I have Why? known since July, and yes, a year ago I thought I was doing the Heart of Rock and Roll. Yeah, yeah. So the Heart of Rock and Roll is fantastic. I. Everyone, my favorite thing that people love to do to me is like the oh now you don't have to do the jukebox musical you were working on and I'm like if I was working on something at this point in mm-hmm. my life I promise you if I hated it I would not do it yeah I yeah. loved the heart of rock and roll and I heard it was incredible it was a blast and I think that there's something so there's so much to be said for a jukebox musical that does it well and it mm-hmm. really did it was charming and had a lot of heart um, <laughs> in the title yeah y'all. I know but it also like the whole goal of it was to essentially be a Ferris Bueller's Day Off with Huey Lewis tunes Amazing. and they totally like nailed that they nailed the John Hughes vibe and that's all it who was the director be. Gordon Greenberg okay. um, who did uh, Holiday Inn and oh, fun. yeah he's he's the best and he's just totally the right guy for it because he brought that kind of just very very silly fun whimsical kind of attitude mm-hmm. to um, this like bro comedy otherwise you know yeah it was the right mix and uh 
I had a blast working on it, and it didn't get a house this year. I think okay. it's coming in next year. Okay, cool. But I just found out that we did not get our house, oh. and was told also their auditioning company and Marianne, who's a dear friend of mine oh, from, uh, Warhorse. from Warhorse, would like to see you. And at that point, I was like, I'm not going to text Marianne or email her or do anything because if she does not want to see me because I about, for about a month at that point people were going in okay and I thought if she doesn't want to see me that's fine I she knows me better than anyone mm-hmm. as an actor so she probably just doesn't think I'm right for it and sure enough she wanted to see me for Paul and I said I'll come in um I know you're gonna cast like a big name to play Jamie because you know Jonathan Bailey did very well by it Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you're gonna bring in everyone in the world for it but um personally I think I'm more of a Jamie and I just don't want to waste anyone's time I just don't see myself as Paul I don't really give that kind of like caretaking energy (laughs) (laughs) and uh she she said no you're you should come in for Paul and so I went in and I sang today is for Jamie and within like 30 seconds I see Marianne turn to Joel the music supervisor and just start whispering and I knew it was coming and she turns and she goes Matt oh god you are you're a Jamie um can you read for Jamie and I was thinking like oh yeah sure I'll come back Mm. and she was like do you mind learning it's not getting married and I go right now and she was like yeah just a verse of it and I was like in the room right now and I said I'll kill you but sure (laughs) let's do that like one of the most difficult patter songs so I started to learn the patter song right there and they turned to me and they were like okay 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 Uh, we'll bring you back essentially is the attitude I got from everyone and so I left the room thinking well I'll go back like next week Mm -hmm. you know and isn't it nice that I at least get to read for something I'm right for not Mm -hmm. thinking any of it anything of it and um, my agent called me and said you have 24 hours (gasps) to learn that song and the material and the sides are also like for that role it's the scene which is just rambling I mean just a a full panic attack monologue yes yeah it's wild yeah and it was Max's opening my my partner's opening in Moulin Rouge and I looked at him and I was like (laughs) Like, I can't come. I I have to. Oh, yeah. Right. Not even because I thought like, oh, I'm going to book this or I have a good chance. It was just like, I love Marianne too much to do bad work in front of her Mm -hmm. and to do lazy work in front of her. So I went home and I was up learning that material until like four or five in the morning until my eyes were like actually just Mm -hmm. closing on me. And like about to cry went Aww. to bed woke up at 10 had the audition at noon and I was in the room for almost an hour wow. and I, that's the longest audition I've ever had it felt more like a rehearsal process and I left and I was like that went really well (laughs) that's odd and I got an email from Marianne immediately that was like that was so much fun love you and I was like what does that mean oh my god I was like is that is that good and my agent sent me a text that was just like they really loved you you're definitely in the running we'll keep you posted we won't know for a bit and I was like oh okay wow so I'm like up for this and apparently everyone knew at that point they just needed Sondheim to sign off. Oh. He didn't like watch the tape and sign off for another like five days. Oh, oh shoot. So, <gasps> oh, yeah, so everyone was sitting on it and my agent just told me recently that like 
everyone knew and there were other actors that even knew and he was t- telling everyone like you cannot let Matt know <laughs> oh my <laughs> god also well, how tragic yeah. would it have been oh if like Sondheim was like no yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank god he said yes yeah um, had you met Sondheim before I had yeah because it's for Sweeney Sweeney okay. yeah he was actually really involved on Sweeney Todd he loved the production so much he was yeah. a big part of it coming over and he was there constantly and uh, oh, cool. so yeah I would sing Joanna to him and I one night he was in the seat that I interacted with because there were there were like uh, seats that we always would pick. Yeah, and uh, he was there where I would normally like grab the guy's shoulder, the male or female's shoulder, and shake it. And I was like, well. Might as well. And yeah. so I like sang ah miss to him and shook his shoulder. And I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. This oh is my God. So this surreal. is your life. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Outrageous. So many crazy things that you just said. Though. I know. Oh, I oh know. my God. <sighs> Company's going to be great. I cannot wait I to see you in wait. it. I can't wait. I'm so oh excited. I'm so overwhelmed. I n- Are you? It came out of nowhere, sure. as I, as <laughs> yeah, I yeah, kind yeah. of said. Yeah, I mean, true. I, my th- like show essentially like didn't get its house in the same week that I then got this absurd broadcast. Broadway job that I was not even thinking about, yeah. like in any way, shape, or form. Well, I'm sure you dreamed of being Bobby at some point. Yes, right. You know? In fact, like I'd started. Uh, I feel like the transition for a lot of young actors is to say, like, "Oh, I want to be this role or this role," and then all of a sudden the roles get older, and all of a mm-hmm. sudden you start saying, "I want to do Bobby and Company," and that's <laughs> yeah. when you're like, "Oh, I've made it to my 30s." Yep, oh. So I like started saying that to yeah. people, like, "Oh, I'd that would be a great role to play," and uh, but I'd certainly never dreamt of playing. Amy yeah. otherwise I think I would have known that song right yeah, but I right. didn't know a word of it I mean I'd been impressed by it before yeah, but sure. I'd never ever taken a moment to learn even like part of me is everybody there I was like fresh fresh eyes to that piece. I cannot wait to hear you sing it I'm so excited. I know I do like, think you'll be amazing it, like the oh, tone of so your funny. voice is gonna be so oh it's gonna be amazing oh thanks guys oh, and, well I do have the anxiety for it sure I think. sure, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. and the oh whole God. cast is just rounding out like I think they just announced was yeah. the final piece yeah, of the puzzle yeah, and it's gonna be a great Great. I'm so great. excited. She was in Beautiful, right? She was. Uh, if she, yes, okay. So cut we can cut that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, she is. She's spectacular. The whole company is amazing. I. I'm just blown away. I can't believe it. And oh, just how fun. to share the stage with Patty Lapone. I know. It's so outrageous. Yeah. But can I talk about how excited I am to see Katrina Lang do this? <sighs> oh my God. Like, I know. I've so she's such a creature in all the roles that she's done so far and so so captivating and spectacular mm-hmm. but I feel like no one's really seen her at least in New York just walk on and be herself and be a person right. and be totally human 100% you know like I mean god she was so human in Band's Visit but you know what I mean just in terms of like I have not seen just Katrina talk to me you know uh-huh. as Katrina and mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see her do that as Bobby and just be this relatable like person that I, I think she really really is mm-hmm. I mean because if you ever have a conversation with her she's so down to earth lovely quirky flirty oh, and uh-oh. so I oh, can't I wait to that. see her be that you know I didn't even know like until she accepted the Tony yeah if she had an accent right. or if she like what what her because whole deal we had was just seen her mm-hmm. as these I mean even in Spider-Man she was this like okay. interesting 
twisting dark villain, you know, and it's so. Oh yeah, I can't we, wait. I think we were first introduced to her with Indecent. Oh yeah, which yes. was just incredible. And oh, then, my God. and then essentially, kind of the same same like genre of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Band's Visit, and right. she was so in her body oh, in that role. So, yeah, I remember I that's wait. what you and my boyfriend Hunter kept saying. Yeah, yeah. Was oh like, my God, she I just, she was just her. so like. Oh, her chopping the watermelon is something I'll never forget. <laughs> yes. That was Absolutely. iconic. Yeah. And now she's gonna be flailing all over the stage and come it's gonna be I it's gonna be so good. Production. did yeah. you see it in London or? I didn't and okay I've had a couple people like oh I've got bootlegs I'm like I don't I don't think it's a good yeah. idea for yeah. me to watch Marianne one of the things that I so admire about her and even though it must be very very difficult for a lot of actors um, she does not like to bring anyone over from her productions and she's always okay. kind of been a stickler about that she she talked about doing it with Luke Treadaway uh, from Warhorse to here who did it in the original company okay. there he also did Curious Incident over there and she didn't bring him over only because she just likes to build things from the ground up with a new group of people. Sure. And so that's always been her attitude and it's it's good. It creates a, an environment that we are creating something new rather than we're stepping in for other people. And so... Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, but it must be very strange like for yeah. the actors that leave it behind. Right. So I do have sympathy for that because yeah. having originated some things it's very hard to leave it and be like, all right, this is yours now. Yeah, you know? I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're excited. It's gonna be. I know. I can't wait. It's probably one of my most anticipated, if not the most anticipated, show of the spring. I can't believe it's it. an incredible season. So now you mentioned earlier, Max. Yes. You have this loving partner. I hate him. He's a horrible person. <laughs> wait, how did you guys meet? Yeah. We love yeah. him. He was amazing in Mulan. Well, he's, I mean, we've seen him in like yeah. everything though. He's yeah, he's outrageous. done everything. So he's yeah. done seven Broadway shows and he's 28. Um, oh my god. I'm 32, so I'm robbing the crate. <laughs> oh my god, stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We met actually not through the business at all we met standing in line at a Starbucks and okay, I said hi to him because I felt like I'd be rude if I didn't it was that kind of a thing like I recognized him enough that I was like Ugh, I should say hi yeah Max knows this now, so he will not be hurt by this. But I didn't think more of it. Like, I just said hi. I yeah. wasn't flirting. But he thought I was. <gasps> oh, and so did you he, think he was cute? Yeah, I guess. I really was not in that mind space <laughs> yeah. at all. Which Starbucks was it? It was the New World Plaza Starbucks, wow, okay. everyone. Ooh. That's where Max Clayton and I met. <laughs> um, I, but I wasn't flirting. And I, I, yes, he's a very handsome man. But I wasn't, it really was not on my mind. I was a mess during that time. And emotional. So and so he reached out to me through email. He got my email from a mutual friend <laughs> and I said no. <laughs> oh my god, no way. <laughs> because I was seeing someone else at the time, like just casually dating, yeah. but like I don't know how to date two people at once and and then that guy stood me up and so <gasps> I reached out to Max. This is true. And this makes me sound horrible, but you have to understand, I'm usually the most <laughs> romantic person in the world. This was the place that I was in in my life at the time. I got stood up about 2 weeks later by this asshole that I was seeing and I Max was so kind in his original email so I think I wrote him hey I was just stood up you certainly seem like a really lovely guy do you still want to go out on a date oh my god and he wrote back wow that's an introduction (laughs) and he was like you know what 
sure, let's do it. Oh my god! Yeah, and then we went out, and obviously it went well. <laughs> uh, yeah, how many years have you guys been together? Uh, four years now, over four years. Yeah. Oh wow. my god! I know. Congratulations! Congratulations. Yeah, He's so adorable. He's the best. Uh, we keep each other. Uh, we're definitely uh, we balance each other out big time. What's Max his is. Sign? Oh gosh, he was born September nineteenth. So what does that make? I him? think he's a Virgo. Okay, I should know that. I'm so bad about. I'm that not stuff, really into it either. I mean, I I'm know a Taurus. Things. I know you're that. Taurus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we, I'm very very anxious I have a horrible anxiety disorder and Max is one of the Same. calmest <laughs> like sanest happiest people in the world Aww. and so I kind of bring him back down to earth I hate to be the negative but I, I kind of am in a good way I bring him back down to earth in a lot of aspects and kind of get him to um, focus and consider things and then he makes me very happy Aww. and so like we find like this really really great balance in each other that really works and He's, oh, that's amazing. He's so ridiculously talented, too. He oh my is. God. Yeah. For real. He is. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys are so cute. He's the best. I, I do. I love him so much. And he's... have you guys ever been on Broadway at the same time? No, we so have this not. Is, this is yeah, we, I haven't been on Broadway in our relationship because okay. I've been doing yeah. so many, like, I mean, if, if certain things feel like it, like the Sweeney Todd that was at mm-hmm. the Barrow Street. Just it felt like it. It was so... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sondheim was there every night, but yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I have not had a Broadway show since the Book of Mormon. So okay, I'm yeah. so excited to get to uh, say that I'm not done with Broadway, <laughs> that uh, I'm not canceled. I forget that you did the Book of Mormon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not canceled. Oh my god, you're never. No, you're never. always around. I know. I try to stay in. Well, because you do so many concerts and right, and you right. have your music. That's been a huge plus. When people are like, "How do you survive?" Like, if I'm not doing a show, mm-hmm. I'm like, I do symphonies, man. Yeah. And they are lifesavers. Oh, they I'm pay sure. very well, and yeah, <laughs> that's I, what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, great little circuit to get into, and uh, so I've been fortunate enough to do the symphony gigs for a while now. Well, you yeah. have the most gorgeous voice, oh, and like oh, I can hear yeah. you like doing like West Side Story and things like that oh, with a symphony. You. Oh, that'd be incredible. Thank you. Yeah, that's sweet. My God. Okay, wait. We need to ask. Yes. A question here. Yes. Like, okay. Yeah, so. We can edit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I talk so much. Oh my god, so, no this is great. great. Okay, so in the musical Fun Home, yeah. there's a song yes. about total identification called Ring of Keys. Yes. And in her Tony's acceptance speech, Janine Tesori stated her Ring of Keys moment was seeing a woman conducting Lena Horne's Broadway review, and she suddenly realized that a career in the music industry was possible for a wow. woman. Oh. I know, isn't that great? Now, when it comes to being in the theater industry, yeah. do you feel like you have a Ring of Keys moment? <sighs> Or even just understanding that, wow, pop culture, art, that's something I want a piece of I had in my a life. few, because uh, I had a few that I was thinking about um, in terms of this question. And I, when it comes to like at home, Ring of Keys moment. The first time I knew I wanted to be a singer was when I heard Sam Cooke's voice. Um, mm. He's my favorite singer of all time, and uh, my dad was a big fan of his and played me his records when I was a kid. But my Ring of Keys moment is so cliche and basic that I am just gonna say it. I saw the original Company of Rent when I was like 11 years oh, old. Oh, I love incredible that. Ring of Keys and I, I, you know, for my generation to say Rent was my Ring of Keys moment mm-hmm. is like, are you kidding? It's kind <laughs> of like saying Wicked. Yeah, or Spring, Spring Awakening, Wakening. or like, you know, yeah. it's the big musical, mm-hmm. you know, it's the one, yeah. So I, I understand that. Please know that I understand <laughs> that. But um, it was, at, without question. I was 
was like 11 years old and I saw the original company. I was at the time it was a very racy show and I was probably oh, too yeah. young to be seeing it quote unquote. But um it was on Broadway. It was on Broadway okay. and I saw Adam Pascal and I saw Anthony Rapp to be around that energy on stage which really hadn't been done in that way ever. I was I was blown away and I absolutely like started auditioning for shows right after that the local community theater stuff back Uh home and yeah it was totally like oh I want to do that that is the most exciting thing I've ever felt you know I didn't know that theater could be that because my only exposure to theater before that was like I think a touring company of cats and North Shore Music Theater like and they're all great don't get me wrong (laughs) but like there was something so just electric and absolutely mind-blowing about rent especially when you're a kid Mm -hmm. i mean to be like exposed to oh my god just like the very very opening of it i was like this is real you can do this yeah i so yeah i am i'm very proud of it i love that i am a rent head through and through and it got me into theater and i know them all now and that's unbelievable like anthony is a a friend of mine now and like i've gotten to look them in the eye and just say like hey just so you know like that was really like Mm -hmm. a really big deal for me and i know it's a big deal for a lot of people i saw it 23 times i i've I've met people that have seen it over like hundreds of times but like oh my god yeah i was a big fan you guys i love that so would you do like because you know rent is what everyone says like pioneered the like the lottery or the rush tickets. did you ever do the camping out overnight well you were young i did the lottery in san francisco for the tours um with friends you know in high school so but i obviously it was way too young to do it here um my parents had tickets so that's how I saw it here but for the tours that came through I think the last time I lotteried was for a non-equity tour and I was like 18 I was like it's not the same anymore (laughs) you know (laughs) like bless those actors but yeah like it it definitely felt like different you know (laughs) and uh, and then I came back here and got to see it a couple times before it closed and yeah so many amazing people were in it so many unbelievable people I'm shocked you were never would you say you're more of a Mark or or, or a Roger well according to uh, the the, the casting I think they the, the I would have ended up in the mark pool okay I but I was it. I a kid it. still yeah. and because even when I was like um, Adam Kendra's a, a dear friend of mine and actually we we uh, had a little romantic uh, adventure together during that time oh, um, so I dated a mark you guys yeah um, <laughs> haven't we all every rent I know right kidding. haven't we all dated a mark <laughs> <laughs> yeah every gay man's dated a mark that's true I think so, right? um, yeah I think that's like just the the, the, the right of passage I don't make the rules yeah it's just true <laughs> and uh, but I looked like a Bambi like I just <laughs> didn't look like I belonged in the world sure. of rent and, uh, ever was this and when you were on Gossip Girl yeah those years, those years. yeah yeah it was because it was the closing cast of rent closing okay. cast yeah. right oh yeah, yeah. It was the, that's when we saw it was it. the final yeah. mark we actually saw rent he hates me so much for saying this <laughs> oh my God. if he ever hears that <laughs> he's sure gonna be like he's, Jesus sure. Christ <laughs> Matt because I love telling people that and mm-hmm. it always gets back to him and he's like yes why hi <laughs> yes we did we dated uh, <laughs> we saw that Company of Rent and Spring Awakening in the same summer trip to New York once. See, yes. That's when we saw you with Hanshin. It was all. Of, oh my were God. you dating him at that point? Yes. I mean, we dated for like four months. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. It yeah. was very short. <laughs> but at the time, you know, like early boyfriends, four months yeah. seems like yep. the most major thing. You celebrate each milestone. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I feel it. like month milestones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I feel yeah. very, very absolutely. attacked right now, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally done. No, oh that's Anyways, carry on. Was it 
like was it is it wild and hard dating in the theater industry? Like did you did you tend to date a lot of actors? I do and I like I guess you do now. Yeah, I think I've always dated actors okay. and it's it's something that I've always tried to get away from actively. Um the biggest thing after I had a very serious relationship before Max and um, it was a lot of heartbreak and everything. And so after that, I promised myself, like, do not date another actor. And in fact, like speaking of directors of Rent and Spring Awakening, both of them said to me, you have to date anything but an actor. <laughs> okay. And so that was like in my head, like my dads of musical theater were telling me like, you cannot date an actor. And I remember Michael Mayer called me up and said, how are you one day? And it was about like maybe six months into dating Max. And I said, oh good. And he was like, are you dating anyone? Cause he had been trying to get me to date doctors. And I oh tried, my God. tried the doctor thing, fucking hated it. <laughs> tried the lawyer thing, hated it. Like I was like, yes, people with money that can take care right. of me that don't belong to my world. I hate it. Just awful people. What did you talk like, about? <laughs> you didn't know? talk about anything, and also just awkward souls that like I couldn't. I couldn't get to know them and maybe that sounds horrible but like actors are a very specific breed and I wear everything like just like my heart is on my sleeve like yeah. and it's hard I think for actors to date outside of their business just because we're so used to being like <laughs> rolling around on the floor with each other <laughs> and like getting to know each other completely day one and then more from there yes. you know yeah so I had a hard time with it and I, Michael called me up said are you dating anyone and I said yes and he said is it an actor and I said yes and he was like then I don't approve <laughs> but I think he's since then uh, also seen that we stayed together and yes. also met Max and everyone that meets Max is like oh okay That's, I get it yeah, yeah I get it I don't think we've met Max yeah never he's lovely we'll have to yeah but yeah it's been uh, other actors it was hard the biggest thing is everyone knows your business, so Max and I try to stay, even though I'm being very lovey-dovey about him right now, we try to stay p pretty private about mm -hmm. other aspects of our life, just because yeah. my last relationship, I felt like everyone knew every detail, and so it was very strange when it came to an end, and um, that's hard about it, and also, I being with someone that you compete with is like a big no for me. Okay. Um, like if you're the same type for yeah. lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I had a boyfriend once that we were in final callbacks for a Broadway show together <gasps> and it was just down to us two. Oh you're no. Kidding. Oh no. We had to leave no. the apartment to work on our audition material. <gasps> yeah. So oh that's a big no. Nightmare. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the a, actor's nightmare. Yeah. They, it really <laughs> the gay is. Actor's and, nightmare. and it just <laughs> like gay. happened and all of a sudden I realized what I was in and it was just like yeah that was a Mm -hmm. terrible idea um, but Max <laughs> like we're both so supportive to each other to begin with but also we do such wildly different things right, right. and are such wildly different people that even if we were up for the same role it would be like well they're definitely going one way versus mm -hmm. the other you yeah. know he is like I don't know I always say Apparently this is insulting, but I'm like, he's like Clifford the Big Red Dog or something. <laughs> like, he's just like this lovely giant That's puppy. what I think. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's a presence. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. For sure, for sure. And I'm like, I don't know, like <laughs> aging Bambi. So. <laughs> oh my God, stop. <laughs> and you've obviously seen Moulin Rouge. I have, yeah, multiple and times. And he's incredible yeah. in He's it. amazing. He is. He's so talented. Oh my God. He's just a joy to work with. And it's so nice to be with someone that everyone like is excited to tell you that like they work with and yeah. love and yeah I I uh, he's definitely like a very very positive presence in my life 
Ah, oh, I love to hear that. Yeah. That's so Wait, nice. okay, I have to go back to Bear for a second. Yes. Because I was obsessed with it, and we started to talk about it earlier. And we I know. Away. No, no worries. What was that experience like for you? How did you get involved? It wasn't good. If I, oh. I can be completely honest, what's yeah. been good is the fans, and what's been good is the post-experiencing, and in the era of uh, Me Too, it's kind of my... Uh, my dark moment that I, I don't really speak about and certainly didn't then mm-hmm. and now go, well, no, I was really actually uh, harassed uh, in that, uh, sure. in the creation of that. Mm-hmm. And it was really unfortunate. And so I look back on it in a very negative light, but I, I'm very, very, very grateful for the people that it's touched, if that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm so sorry about that, man. Hey, I, I just like, I'm happy I can speak about it now. Yeah. And I think that it is something to be able to talk about right now, especially where mm-hmm. people are kind of admitting to things that they maybe buried before and, and mm-hmm. held a lot of, uh, I held a lot of anger towards it because it was damaging in a lot of sense and um, some of the things that, that happened. And so I I just am, I'm really learning to be grateful for what the piece has done for other people. And that is, like I said, it's it's the most important. Yeah, amen yeah. to that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Matt, you are so like composed and- You are. Brave. I mean, I just appreciate oh, you sharing that. I feel like the Me Too movement, in a way, like theater, it never like, cause remember there was that whole thing where there was supposed to be a big New York Times piece and it was yeah. gonna be like the bombshell and, yeah. and then it just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. And it's it, it's almost like something that is still not as acknowledged as it is in film and right. television. Especially, and, I uh, look, I love the gay community so mm-hmm. much. I can't even say it, like how much I love it. Um, but I do think that it's an issue in the gay community of mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, <sighs> things not being said still you yeah, know um, there's still a lot of harassment and i think it's, we have to start to uh i'm so blunt that i certainly <laughs> like deal with it pretty dead on when mm-hmm. it happens to me but like i i do find a lot of concern sometimes um not necessarily within the broadway industry i haven't experienced a lot of it there i i just express my story but um sometimes i see things that you know if it was a man and a woman, I don't know if that would have gone down. You yeah, know? Well, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think mm-hmm. we have to really start thinking about that and watching uh, watching ourselves um, and how we conduct ourselves and uh, the power that we might have and and really reconsidering uh, how we use that against other people. Wow. Matt, you are so wise. Oh. I know. And this is like, please. I feel like I'm transported right now. <laughs> Me this, too. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we're kind of coming up on Absolutely, the end. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so sad. I feel like I still have so many questions. I know. Yeah, yeah, always so many things. things. Oh my God. We like to end on a dose of drama. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. So, this is everyone's chance to end on a dramatic note. And we like to share the drama in our hearts, whether it be, you know, a, a train we may have missed by mere seconds, a Broadway show that's <clears throat> being evicted from its theater. Running into someone who you know recently unfollowed you on Instagram, T, or um, truly anything that you could be excited about or anything that's going on. Are you feeling dramatic today? What is your dose of Oh, drama? I think the Beetlejuice stuff is such bullshit. I know. I know. Oh my God. It makes me so mad. I text Brightman. You know, I've known Alex Brightman since we were 17 years old, and we did the Tish Summer High program together. Wow. Him, Juan Torres Falcon, who did uh, Kinky Boots, oh. and uh, and Ro, who's now going to be the lead in Diana the Musical. We were oh, cool. all roommates. Oh, my God. Yeah. And... Uh, 
yeah, and here we are today. Greenlight the pilot. I know, right? <laughs> um, I Literally. love Alex, and I I cannot express how much I enjoyed Beetlejuice. Same. What a wonderful escape, and what a great night. And um, I'm. It's been this fantastic thing to watch in terms of their success story right. like because it's proven every producer theory wrong right. you know about how a show succeeds and boy does it have everything to do with word of mouth and no yeah. one trusts that anymore I know and it's so nice to see Beetlejuice just like come back fully and to see them now get evicted because of some stupid clause in their contract right. I know it's infuriating it's it really infuriating is and, and it feels wrong and yes. I really hope that they're able to secure another theater I know how difficult that's going to I be know. but um, it would be a shame to watch that show go out when they're they're selling out because right. that's a lot of jobs and oh, a lot yeah. of people that are losing their job because of uh a really unfortunate situation. A really know. unfortunate yeah. situation. It is drama. Yeah. It's oh, so definitely. sad. And what a great company. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I know. We were just saying the other day, I really want to go back to see Will. Is it Will Bloom? Uh, Will Blum. Will yes. Blum. So he Will was Blum. one of my first Cunninghams. And oh he's my God. so outrageously talented. Oh, he's so yes. good. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's so good. I have to see him play this he's role. He's so yes. good. Yeah. I, I have to go. We've got to go back. My queen, Carrie Butler. Yes. Who <laughs> I, I just love and everything. I know. I Leslie Kritzer. I, I guess I just, I don't know. I, I walked into it with no expectations. I was excited to see Brightman, obviously, because I think he, he's so ridiculously talented. Yeah. But I didn't know what I was going to get. I was such a big fan of the movie, so I was, like, a little nervous. Yeah. And I had the best time. Yeah. The best time. And that's the thing. Like, Timbers, I, I, I said it the other day to someone, but, like, Timbers put up two just, like, wonderfully fun shows on Broadway this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And... I am so grateful for escapism right now and yes. to do it so successfully. I, I just think it's a shame. We should not lose that show. Yeah. Save me. That's a true, yeah. a true, a true dose, dose of drama. drama. Yeah. Amen. Oh my God. What about you, Connor? Oh my God. Okay. My dose of drama is that it has taken me two months to finish a single season of Shit's Creek because I'm just so busy and I enjoy this show. And related to Shit's Creek, I did not love the first two seasons. Yeah. And everyone was like, you got to keep watching. You got to keep, keep watching. Yeah. Watch season three was obsessed. Yeah. yeah. I am, obs- I'm fully on board now. I think it's one of those shows that found its groove. It found its groove. And yeah. once you fall in love with the characters, you fall in love with it. But yep. it took me forever to get into it. And I have like literally an episode and a half left of season five. And you're just swamped. It's taken, I'm swamped. There's too much content. <laughs> There's too, there's there all these, is too much content. There's too much content. But I know that feeling. Uh, Parks and Rec is like my mm. absolute favorite show. I talk about it way too much. And I can't watch the first six episodes because yeah. I'm like, oh, they didn't know the show they right. were doing yet. And then right, like start of season two, they were like, we got it. Uh-huh. But um, it's very bizarre when they haven't really figured that out with a show. It is weird. But I guess it's nice, though, that they the show's got a chance to yeah. figure it out. Like yeah. for Parks and Rec and Shit's Creek. Oh, yeah, thank God. Think about other shows that are just canceled after a season. Or two, and it's like, no, some shows can get better. Absolutely, you know, because the chemistry is there. They just haven't figured out the the world yet, or yeah. Vice versa. Well, yeah who was that guy in season one of Parks and Rec? Mark something. This I, character, Mark Brandanowitz. Mark Brandanowitz, and, and then, he was gone by the end of season two. Okay, that's because what it was. they were just like, oh, we have to restructure everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. It, it worked for the best. Oh that he my was. gosh, could you imagine <laughs> if Adam Scott wasn't on that? I show? know. Oh my gosh, I know. And then Leslie, I would have. I mean, that's my everything. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm cute. for rewatching that. My issue with Parks oh. and Rec is that I. I binged it oh, yeah. like over the course of like 
a month yeah. to catch up with the final season when it aired. Yeah. And I don't remember half of the things that happened. You gotta do People it. will reference, they'll be like, oh, remember when Aubrey Plaza and Chris Pratt did this? Or yeah. I'll be like, I don't remember that yeah. at all, but, but I'm sure it was funny. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's a great show. so good. But yeah. no, I, I feel that way about Shit's Creek. I, I actually had it. a hard time with the first season. I slipped into it by the second season. You did, okay. Say, but, um, it's worth it. It is, it is. And then, yes, I think season three is the best season, actually. I agree. Yeah. It was my fave. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. There's that episode where Ted, they're like trying to um, get these rabbits adopted. And Ted, yes. they have this live stream going, and he's like stripping on this live stream. I was dying. Yes. In and more ways than one. She is Moira. <laughs> oh, um, my God. I just, she's magnificent. Truly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, truly she is a goddess. Yeah. I love her. Everything she does. Yeah. Beetlejuice connection right there. I she was know. in Beetlejuice. <laughs> Home Alone. Like, Playing it all together. She's, yeah, she's a legend for Home sure. Home Alone, man. Home Alone. <laughs> Speaking of content, I'm telling everyone to watch this because it's as lame as those like VH1 specials, but it is so addicting and so good and I learned so much. Watch the movies that made us on Netflix and watch, it. they have a Dirty Dancing, a Home Alone, a Ghostbusters, and a Die Hard. Okay. And they are so good and gave so much insight to these movies that I grew up in love with. Like, I did not know all the drama behind Dirty Dancing. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I need to watch it because I love Dirty Dancing. You have to watch it. It's unbelievable. I learned, like, our our business is just insane. Oh, my God. But Um, it is, yeah. And Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie? I think it is now. In the spirit of Christmas, right? You know, we're in the Christmas season. I know you love Christmas, yes. Matt. Yeah, yeah, you have a Christmas album. Yeah. Shameless plug available Thank on you. the yeah. um, <laughs> Whoever find Music is Whole. Yeah. <laughs> I have never seen Die Hard, but that's like one of those great debates of like who shot first. Like the Absolutely. You know, like, <laughs> oh my God. It absolutely and it is. is a okay. Christmas music All right. Movie. Well, we'll have to watch yeah. it this year I, then. So I just saw it for the first time this past week. Oh, nice. Because I watched the movies that made us and saw the Die Hard episode and was like, this actually seems like a good movie because growing up, I thought it, it was not the the movie that little Matt Doyle would be watching. Gosh, I was not into action movies yet um, outside of like Star Wars and really nerdy shit. Um, and so I like was like, I always just thought it was like this bro action movie. Yes, that's and what it I is, think, yeah, what I think but of. it's really smart and really good. And there's like Christmas elements to it. So yes, <laughs> it is a Christmas movie, damn it. That's great. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll have to watch it. Yeah, Yo, we'll have to it's watch so it. fun. It's yeah. so, so great. So would you say your dose of drama is the Broadway theater eviction or did you come with a different dose of drama? In oh gosh, I would say that my dose of drama is the Broadway theater eviction. Yeah. Also, my other dose of drama I have to say, and I'm going to say it now, as even though I am in a competing Broadway revival, everyone needs to stop outrage culture before a show is even freaking mounted. Amen. I hear West Side is great. Mm-hmm. I hear it's really exciting. I hear the changes are really interesting, and that is the production that they're doing. Yeah. Can we all just calm down I and know. let these actors do their jobs and see what they come up with? Because now everyone's coming out of the theater just in two previews saying, oh, it was so great. Right. Gee, I know. just <laughs> let people do their work. Calm the fuck down yes i know that's right i know i'm so over it i'm I, over like it. i somebody like tweeted at, at company recently like oh these more characters should have been gay or something i'm like oh my gosh everyone just like go see it yes before yes. you read about mm-hmm. it just go see it see if that works for you if it doesn't great have an yeah. opinion off of that but like that's my drama is let a show go up let a show be revived do what it's want do what it wants see if you like it if mm-hmm. you don't 
that's fine. Uh huh. I, I this love is that. Great. I'm with you. Wait, Matt is so. This is like what I picture you when you would like rage tweet about things. <laughs> it's actually exactly. <laughs> so Matt Matt Doyle saying "calm the fuck down" might be the title of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> with an Calm asterisk. With the an asterisk. fuck down. That's like yes. my general feeling. Like outrage culture is just so overwhelming that people are taking down a show before it's even up. Yes. There's other elements of outrage around that show that I mm, think are fair. Yes, um, I know. And we know those And ones. we know what yes. those are. And that I, you can, you can go off on that all you want. Mm-hmm. I understand. But if you were talking about the actual show and what they're putting together, mm-hmm. Just go see it before you even post about it. How yes. about that? Yeah. Yes. Amen. We yeah. sat we sat in this very room and recorded an episode where we that was my dose of drama that people were freaking out about it. Just yeah. And I'm it's it's just like, come on. It, like, if you haven't seen it, I understand if you saw it and you're like, and yes, those cuts are still so egregious to me. The the presentation is still so not West Side. Anything that you want to say about it then, if that really, if you're still triggered mm-hmm. and bothered, but I have not seen it yet and I'm really excited to see it. Same too. And Same. see what I like or dislike about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, gee, like we're supposed to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I'm sick that's of being it. told how to feel about things before I, Everything is so subjective know? too. Like Truly. there are shows that I, I've been told are genius mm-hmm. and I go to see them and I, they're not for me. Absolutely. Oh well, but I'm not to like, yes, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Anyways, that's, that's, that's my, a, that's uh, great. Oh my God, well we can't wait to see you in company. Yes, Matt, guys. Thank you so this, much. Yeah, this was a dream come true. This was a dream come true. I know, this for real. So sweet. I'm sorry I rambled so much. No, no. oh what my is god, this, like five hours long. No, oh no, no. Um, but make sure to follow Matt on Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. not Twitter. Not Matt Twitter. F Doyle. Yes. Yeah. And follow me at Dylan McDowell and me at Connor McDowell. And Yay. follow at the Drama Podcast. That's right. On That's Twitter, right. Twitter and Instagram. This, this episode is going to be coming out on Wednesday. Okay. So. <gasps> yes. Mm-hmm. Very timely. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I just have to say, you know, Connor and I and our dear friend Danny DiMarino who's a very good friend of yeah. this podcast we we have followed your career forever and Danny's gonna freak out when he hears yes, this oh my oh gosh my thank you for continuing so just to be a source of positivity and groundedness which is key thank you guys and just yeah. and you know we can't wait to see you in company thank you I appreciate that thank you yes. so much I'm so overwhelmed about the year ahead and uh, <laughs> it's nice to uh have this moment with you guys before it all starts oh thank you thanks so much and connor we'll see you next time (laughs) drama